Hello and welcome to the Life Unpinned podcast. I'm Ellie Bradfield. Um, if you're new, then hey, it's really great to have you. If you're regular, then thank you so much for coming back. Um, when I started this podcast, I knew that I would definitely want to do more than one episode on fitness and health. It's literally just been such a strong part of my life for about 13 years now. Um, I started my exercise journey in the back row of a step aerobics class with a load of, you know, pensioners. And um, now I just literally can't imagine not having it in my life. Um, and obviously now is more than ever is a time that we need to be embracing the importance of looking after our bodies. Uh, but also my journey over the years has kind of taught me the importance of balance. And I see so much bullshit on social media that just makes me so mad. Uh, but anyway, I could rant on. Uh, I couldn't think of anyone better to kick off part one of the FitFam episodes. Uh, it's my OG exercise to music and body pump weekend gal. It is the lovely Miss Alicia Alvis. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for joining. No problem. Thank you for having me on. Uh, so you've literally just run a 5k before this haven't you? I have I have it was meant to be one of my like recovery rest days and then I sat down and thought oh, do you know what I'm bored I might go for a run because I mean that just shows what lockdown has done to us that we're bored so we're running a 5k. Oh my god if you'd asked me like a month ago can you run 5k I would have actually laughed in your face but it seems to have become a regular thing now. <laughs> You are smashing the running. So I've made it no uh, secret on my social media that having to be forced to take up running as part of lockdown has been literally the worst part about lockdown oh. for me. And then and then I thought I thought I had a friend in you. And then last week you whapped up a 10K in something like 48 minutes. No, a 12K in 48 minutes or something. It was disgusting. And I got to like 8K and I was like, I'm either going to stop and throw up or I'm just going to keep going and die a really slow death. But oh. I managed to get, well, like the thing is, once you need a wee about halfway through, it's like, well, I've got to get back now. And you've just got to get yeah, there as fast as possible. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? My flatmate does loads of triathlons and Ironmans and stuff. And they said that some cyclists in like the really professional races um pee while they're on the bike because they can't stop to save the time i don't blame them i really don't <laughs> it's like these marathon runners you see wetting themselves halfway through it's like do you know what i don't blame you babe i totally get it yeah get it out yeah just go for it um so obviously um i've mentioned that we did so we met in 2017 when we both signed up for an exercise to music course, which anyone listening would be like, are you taking the piss? Is that a real thing? <laughs> <laughs> but to teach Les Mills, you have to have exercise to music. And that's what we were both working towards, right? To be able to teach Les Mills um, classes. Yes. Yeah. And we literally just walked into like, it was like being back at college. We just, or school, you walk into this big sports hall and it was a boiling hot weekend as well. I remember I was gutted that we were missing uh, the weather. And you literally just have to bop around to music and do basically step aerobics to music for two weekends solid. Yeah, I remember her. Put, she put on Pump It by Black OP to teach us about like the eight count. And I was oh, like, yeah. what am I doing here? Like, I'm just step touching to pump it by the black eyed peas on a weekend in the middle of july yeah our first exercise we had to stand in a circle and clap to a beat oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> just standing there like I mean, everyone looking at each other like what are we doing here i know i mean to be fair we're making it sound like a ridiculous course <laughs> it, it actually is really hard to pass but well not it's not hard to pass but it's hard to kind of all the cues and the teaching and the form and the timing and you know the layering right but at the time you're like I cannot believe I'm in my mid-20s standing in a sports hall clapping in a circle <laughs> definitely it's like am I back at primary school or am I actually doing adult learning I, I, I know where am I <laughs> and then we met again about a year later six months later yeah for the body pump I think yeah it was about six months later 
in Milton Keynes. Yes. Which is the weirdest place in the world. It is literally just loads of roundabouts. No traffic lights at all. Everywhere is 60 miles an hour. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> and um, we ended up in the same hotel. We did, so yes. I... Oh, over at the Hilton. Oh, yeah. We were we were living... Actually, who did we think we were staying at the Hilton oh, in our yes. mid-20s? <laughs> On a sports course. It was like, do you know what? I'm going bougie for this one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then we were so knackered by the end of the weekend. On our last night, we actually got into bed together and ordered room service. (laughs) We didn't even go out. But honestly, that body pump weekend was, it was actually really good fun. It was. I really enjoyed it. And do you know what? All the Les Mills ones I've done, like, since then, they've all been amazing. I think body pump was probably my favourite, though. Was it? Yeah, I did the, I, I mentioned to you earlier, but I did the release that we trained on that weekend. And anyone that's listening who does Les Mills classes is like, when you do an old release, you're like, oh yeah, this is a really good one. And I don't know what it is. It's just so nostalgic. It's lovely when you do the old ones. It does. And I remember like, lay- I don't know why particularly, but the chest track, I remember laying down and like doing the A press. And it just, every time I hear that song, it just comes back to me now. Yeah. And what's that thing they do at the end of the weekend? Oh, what the challenge? Yeah. What's it oh. called? Oh, I've forgotten the name of it now, but it was just brutal. Yeah, it's basically like they just turn around to you and go, okay, so thanks for coming and doing the same body pump class 47 times this weekend. Um, We're just going to knack you out with a burner right at the end. And you're all jumping on and off boxes. And it's literally, it's a bit of a show off thing, isn't it? It's a bit like they're trying to show how, you know, ridiculously hard it is. But yeah, I mean, it is savage. They're like, oh, this is going to like prepare you for teaching and stuff like that. It's like, I've never taught body pump class where I felt so sick in my life since then. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, God. I think I had the squat track. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, we had the same one. That was it. We were doing it in the room together. Yes. And now whenever I hear that song, it just like takes me right back into the room. And I can still think of the choreography of like three and one. one yeah, you three. can't help. You actually shout it out. You talk it out loud, don't you? Yeah. Um, and then we kept in touch. We've basically kept in touch on social media, haven't we? Basically, we're always just replying to each other's stories like, oh, my God. Yes. Just totally each other's agree. hype girls completely. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so you actually teach a lot of Les Mills I do, classes yes. now. So, I so do what my, do you do now? I do pump, I do balance, attack, and I'm currently doing my training for combat, but I want to wait until the gym's open before I can actually do my assessment again. Yeah. Um, so you, it's become very much a part of your, you know, life that you followed as a career. I, I don't really... I did mine at a time when my career was kind of really taking off and then it just became totally impractical for me to dedicate like two nights a week or a weekend morning every week to teaching. And in hindsight, I wish I'd done it before, but it's still nice to have and I could still do it if I wanted to. But um, yeah, it was a shame really. But then again... um, the manager at the gym that I was a member of, anyone in Farnham that listens to this and knows which gym I went to will know who I'm talking about. She basically was just, she was so weird. I really, I really used to like, not love her, but like, you know, she was my, um, a regular instructor of mine. Um, She was always really, you know, like motivating and friendly and I don't know what it was, but as soon as she found out that I was training to teach Les Mills, she basically became a bit of a blocker. She, um, Oh, really? Yeah, she started getting really funny with me. And uh, she saw me shadow teaching one of the instructors because, you know, you have to do all the shadow teaching and then you yeah. have to do your filming and to get qualified. And she basically made a huge fuss that I wasn't insured 
um to do my um to do my video and I was like huh no one's insured when they're doing their training like we're not even qualified yet you can't get insurance I'm not paying out for insurance when I'm not even able to teach the class by myself yeah besides insuring what who's going to insure me I'm not qualified of course I'm not going to get insurance (laughs) so yeah um I don't know if that kind of put me off as well because I suddenly felt a bit that was the gym that I was trying to get you know cover to teach in and yeah, I don't know. Put me off. Never mind. It is, it's such a big part of it, like the environment that you teach in as well. Because if, if it's an uncomfortable environment, Just then... You. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. It's like the environment you teach in is such a massive part of it as well. Because like we've got some centres that we teach at and like, no offence to them, but I feel really uncomfortable when I teach there because either like I don't know the staff or like the participants aren't exactly the most yeah. friendly it makes such a difference yeah and like when you can get a good um a good atmosphere and a good hype and a good like engagement with the with the um the gym members that's when the classes are really good when you're just covering for a random person that you don't know it's really hard I've always thought that it is it's horrible and like sometimes you'll walk in a room and because they don't know you if you're like a cover instructor or something you can just see the like yeah. dark stare in their eyes and you're like this ain't gonna go well <laughs> I know right well look before we kick off into like the juicy bits that we're desperate to talk about I just wanted to ask you a quick question yes. about any purchase during lockdown that you'd recommend to our listeners or that's basically just been a game changer for you okay so first like one I've probably used the most is I did buy a barbell set through first lockdown which has been an absolute game changer literally couldn't imagine not having it no and like they were so hard to get hold of and people were reselling them on ebay and facebook and everything for ridiculous money so i was like oh my god i'm so glad i got one when i did yeah that has changed my life to be honest because cardio is fine but we need some resistance training in our life oh god like if you just asked me to run for a year it it never would have happened like it's all right but i'm I'm not gonna do it for a year straight no probably not i'm not an (laughs) answer um and any pet hates of yours? Um, not fitness related, but it's a really weird one. You know when someone goes to you, oh, you know, like, oh, oh you know Jane, and you go, no, I don't know Jane, and they go, oh, yeah, you do, and it's like, well, no, I don't, because if they, if I did, I would have said <laughs> yes. That's a really massive pet peeve of mine. <laughs> it's so true. And then they're like, you know, Jane from the bank. Yeah, and then and I, you're like, I end up just going, oh, oh yeah, 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 Jane the from the bank, and it's like, I ain't got a clue who Jane is. I don't know her yeah oh well I put on my Instagram story I thought instead of me sharing mine which I'm happy to do but I also thought it'd be quite fun to share other people's and we can talk about them yes I saw that I'm gonna I'm not gonna write mine because we're gonna talk about it later anyway (laughs) yeah um so I'm gonna read out three honestly I've sent so many and they're hilarious one is so relevant to this podcast okay Diets are shit. Stop telling everyone what diet you're Preach on. Preach it, yes. Oh, absolutely. If you need to be on, a, if you're on a diet, that like even the word diet to me, I hate it. It it like it suggests that you need to restrict yourself and you're depriving yourself of something, and it's like something that you're going to be free of one day. I'm going on a six week diet. How about just change your lifestyle? Yeah. How about just change your lifestyle and make it sustainable? If I hear one more person tell me that they're on keto or they're doing intermittent fasting, I think my head's going to explode. Like, I just... <laughs> Mate, it's, it's too much. It's too much. Why are you making yourself miserable? Like, just live a happy, balanced life. Imagine being in lockdown with that person. <sighs> no. Christ. No, I couldn't do it. Um, second one, people who are late. I have one friend who is always an hour late. Oh, God, that's extreme. Always an hour. I I think I would probably be saying, mate, have you changed your clock yeah. since the clock's changed? Because you're, like, literally an always an hour if late. If you go around their house, just a suggestion, when they're, like, in the loo or something or in the kitchen, just change all the clocks in their house to an hour back 
and then they'll always yes. be on time. Smashed it. <laughs> Good one. Um, and then this one, I'd never noticed. Well, I didn't think about it. And then I thought, oh, maybe I do notice people doing this. People who speak with their eyes closed. I never thought about that, but actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of get it. Yeah. I think it's quite niche. Yeah. Um, I did reply to them saying, to be honest, I've never heard of that. <laughs> and they were like, it's so fucking annoying. So, you know, maybe it's some deep-rooted child childhood trauma. I don't know. <laughs> I do, a lot of people that talk with their hands, like make massive hand movements for every conversation. It's like, just tone it down and save that for like the big ones. Yeah. And do you know what? Since doing this, I obviously, when I'm editing, I have to listen to myself speak a lot. And I realise how much I use uh as a holding phrase. I won't just be quiet. I'll go uh, so, uh, so. And I remember I had an old boss who used to do it and he used to drive me fucking mental. And I think they ingrained it in me. So, no, I do it in classes as well. Like when you have to film yourself back and I can hear myself going, um, um, so now, um, and. Yeah, like, just stop. it's a nervous thing. You don't like it's better to have a silence than uh so I'm really sorry guys for that. Um I appreciate it's really no. annoying. All right, well, uh as fun as it is, there you go with uh again. Um as fun as it is too, uh I could literally read out those pet hates like for an entire episode. They entertain me so much. Uh, you'll have but... to send me some more of them over messenger. Oh, I definitely will. <laughs> um obviously the reason that we're doing this today is because you know, we both have a lot of passion about how important health and fitness is we both are group exercise junkies I appreciate it's not for everyone but we absolutely love it and to me it literally is the thing that got me motivated fit um so you know you've worked in the fitness industry for quite a few years now and just would like to say to our listeners we're not trying to promote any particular or say what you can and can't do this is just how we feel um and you're you are more than free with anything we say today um but you know how's it been working in the fitness industry you know has it been what you thought when you started out and you know being self-employed and everything how how has it how has it been? I mean, especially now during COVID. I'm really lucky because um, the gyms, the centres that I work at, luckily they employ me as a like a member of their team. So, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of the instructors that are self-employed, especially like as personal trainers and things like that, it's been a real struggle, and I really do feel mm-hmm. for them. But so it it definitely is, and well, yeah, it is what I thought it was going to be coming into it um yeah it's a lot more work behind the scenes than I think people realize like we don't get paid for the hours where you're sat there learning routines and like making up your own routines sat there making playlists which speaking it back now it sounds like very easy work but it's really time consuming it really is I mean even this when I have to like we'll hang up this and then I have to edit it listen to it back pick out key phrases I'll listen to this about three or four times before it's published so that's three or four hours so imagine learning a routine to teach definitely and like you know, back to that first body pump weekend how sick of you like were you of that song that we had to do for our squat track I never wanted to hear it again <laughs> after that weekend I know I know and then you get um you get people at the gym moaning saying oh we've been doing this this um this release for ages and you're like yeah because les mills won't let us teach anything else yeah and trust me however long you've been listening to it i've been listening to it probably like a good couple of months before that i know and you know what would you say in terms of because i think i think from an outside view people look at pts and especially the ones that I see in London you look at them they've got huge social media followings and you know they're really popular and I think people look at it and think that it's like a bit of a fun happy-go-lucky I get to do the job that I love you know I get to do what I love for a job every day and I think that like you just said you don't 
see some of the reality of what it is, which is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you're far more um, far more in knowledge than I am. But for example, you know, doing a physical exercise for, I don't know, 60 hours in a week because you've had to cover for people and um, not getting paid when you're sick and uh, having to pay through the nose for insurance and Les Mills, you know, uh, memberships and all that kind of thing, which if you don't get to, if you can't go to your class because you're doing, you're on holiday or something, you're literally losing money through the nose. I mean, do you think that there's a side to it that people just don't see? Yeah, definitely. And like even the training for it costs so much money. And I think that does put a lot of people off is like, I'm sort of halfway through my PT course at the moment. And it's costing like ridiculous money and I thought to myself when I first paid for it I was like oh my god do I really want to do this am I going to make my money back like if you love it you do it I suppose it's like with any job if you really love it you do it and you sort of think Mm. think about the financial side later when when you're actually making your money back and you think okay it was all worth it in the end but yeah people just definitely don't see the hours of work that go in behind the scenes and like you say if you're not feeling well like you have to turn up for work and do a physical activity if you're feeling absolutely Mm. shit that day like exactly you've still got to go in or you don't get paid and also I think you know especially for group exercise instructors you have to put on such a show you have to be cheery you have to be engaging you have to be dynamic you have to be motivating you can't just go in like a lot of people they're having they're feeling shit one day they'll go in hide behind their computer that's their day at work they'll go home you know you can't hide behind anything you're literally exposed and you're not just expected to deliver the class either you have to be a tech guru oh the lights aren't working oh so and so is walking in late can they join the class or not you know like there's so much more to it than just turning up delivering a routine and leaving so much more and then like like you say someone will walk in late and they're like oh I've got I've broke my knee 46 years ago and is this class safe for me I've never done it before and it's like I'm a doctor and then someone's like oh I'm not feeling like one of your regulars will come up I'm not feeling too well today this has been going on at home and then like suddenly it's therapy and then like you say the mic doesn't work and then your music stops working and it's like there's 40 jobs rolled into one honestly I know I see it and actually all the instructors I've ever had have always been so professional and so composed but yeah you've got to be like um you you basically like a swan on the top of the water and then underneath your legs are frantically completely like pedaling away yeah trying to get the job done especially when you first Uh, start because it's like I do not know what I'm doing there's 50 pairs of eyes looking back at me I've never been in this situation before and all they have to look at is me that is the worst when you do your first one because you're so used to turning up to that class all the time. You're like, yeah, yeah, it's easy. I could do it. Suddenly it's not just 50 people looking at you. It's 50 people that you know. Yeah. And because you don't go to some random gym in Bognor Regis <laughs> to do it. You do it at the one that, or wherever. You do, you do it at the one that you're used to going to and you've lined up with the instructors so and then you're like oh fucking hell you can see them all having their coffee afterwards probably telling everyone how shit you are (laughs) and you think like it would be so much easier because I know these people like it will make it so much better when I do it for the first time it makes it worse because you're like oh my god these people have got like expectations of me and they're expecting Mm. big things from me when really I haven't got a clue what I'm doing I just turn up and do body pump I know. So what kind of drew you to group exercise? Because I'm a group exercise junkie. What was it for you that got you into group exercise? And why do you love it so much? So I first probably started when I was like, I must have been about 17, because I was looking to go on a girl's holiday to Magaloo for my 18th birthday, as you do. And I was like, oh, I want to get really fit and really toned. And I want to have like rock hard abs when I go on holiday. So I started going to boot camp. And Mm -hmm. I did like... I started going boot camp and then I went to spinning and I did like lose a lot of weight. I felt really good about myself, came back off holiday and I was like, well, I've been on holiday now. What's the point in exercising? Because I've, I've achieved my right. goal. And then I started working night shifts and I was like, oh, I came home in the morning and I was still feeling really wired. And I was like, I've got to get rid of this energy somehow. I thought, right, I'll go back to group exercise to sort of tire myself out in the mornings. And mm-hmm. I started going to body pump classes 
as like you said hid at the back never put my weights away walked in late left early never wanted to be picked out and then ended up getting dragged to the front of the room and just fell in love with it yeah I think um it's definitely a love or hate thing you it's weird I don't think anyone goes to a group exercise class for the first time and goes fuck me that was the best thing I've ever done in my life (laughs) you're like that was the worst hour of my life and I'm never going back yeah I didn't know what I was doing I couldn't keep up like every oh there's all these people that know the routine inside out back to front and really fit blah 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 but you just kind of keep going because if you have a good instructor they kind of encourage you and you slowly start seeing a bit of progress for me the reason that group exercise worked so well for me was I've never actually well I haven't talked about it on the podcast but the reason I got into exercise at all was because I bought a dress that was too small for me once when I was 21 and my mum was like oh Ellie you need the size up and I obviously being stubborn was like no I don't um went to my boyfriend at the time's birthday sat down and my dress ripped because it was too tight oh mortified and I was like yeah maybe mum was a bit right about that the amount of times that's happened with a pair of jeans for me when I've sat down and it's split down the back (laughs) (laughs) well I just knew there was I was never gonna get on a treadmill and just run do you know what I mean I had no idea what I was doing I was having a Mars bar for breakfast at 11 o'clock every day at work you know I just needed the discipline of being locked in a room for an hour so that the pressure was on if you leave everyone sees you go yeah it's that competitive thing it's like you motivate each other by keep going and when the results start showing you become a little bit hooked totally completely addicted it's mad and then your confidence just starts going through the roof because you're like oh I can do this actually like I can do the routine and actually I can probably do it a bit better than I ever thought I was going to and you just keep going back and back and back and then you do all the progressive changes that make it harder and harder and then you're like start looking at the other ones the other classes and you know I didn't do body pump for like five years of my training I did purely cardio never did any weight training and then I hit a bit of a plateau bit of a like well I'd lost three stone but my body shape was the same yeah and you were looking yeah. to like tone up that little bit extra because cardio, like as good as cardio is, it's not going to like secure that like muscle definition. No, and it doesn't um, give you that conditioned look no. that you that you want. Um, and not to mention strength. Okay, yes. so uh, then I started doing body pump. Hated it. I thought it was the most boring thing I'd ever done in my life. The- I'm like, why am I doing five minutes of biceps in the, (laughs) what the hell? Um, But yeah, then when your shape starts changing again, it's just like another whole addictive journey that you're going on and you feel a bit firmer walking around in your bikini and like, you know, not walking backwards out of the bedroom. Definitely. (laughs) And you're like, do you know what? I reckon I could go for a tighter pair of jeans, you know, I'm quite happy to show it off. Yeah love it so I'm a huge fan of group exercise but I think it gets a bit of an unfair rap what do you think definitely I I did an Instagram live a few weeks ago and um, I said exactly the same thing I think people have got this impression that it's for like stay-at-home mums or for like older people and it's all for women like men don't go to group exercise which couldn't be further from the truth like the guys I've got who go to group exercise classes are amazing they're so lovely and so like happy and bubbly but I I think it does get this bad reputation of like it's too being a namby yeah it's too easy and it's like cheesy music and you're not going to get a good workout from it it's just there for like socializing which couldn't be further from the truth yeah and also people are forgetting like just because what motivates you is you know one weight one sorry max weight reps yeah I can't even remember what the phrase is now but when you're just you're constantly striving for your heaviest squat or you know some what might motivate someone is sitting on a bike for four hours if that whatever motivates someone to get up show up and do the exercise 
why do you fucking care what they're doing exactly it's like you could not pay me probably enough money to go to a zumba class because i can't dance i feel like i look like a fool when i dance and i just don't feel confident or comfortable doing it but if you put me in a body pump class or a body combat class it's like i know what i'm doing i'm enjoying it because i feel confident i feel like you know i can go through this class and i i can really sort of do my thing but if you're not enjoying it and you don't feel comfortable and you don't feel right doing it and it's not for you, then don't do it. Go and find something else. There's so many options out there. I totally agree. And I can't stand. I, I actually hate it when and I've been guilty of it in the past. I, I don't do it. I haven't done it for a long time. When people moan about all the newbies coming in January and stuff like we should all just be so please that people are trying to make a positive change in their life completely and even like with outside of group exercise in the gym or even people out running in the streets and things like that you hear people say like oh have you seen that girl coming to the gym or have you seen the size of her it's like leave her alone she's trying her best man give it a year's time she'll be walking in looking amazing not that she doesn't look amazing now but you know she's going for something she's trying her hardest give her a break yeah and also Maybe people aren't there just to look a certain way. Maybe people are exercising for their health. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, completely. Maybe they have a heart condition that they're trying to manage. Or maybe they want to be able to play football with their kids. So they're trying to increase their fitness. Just why don't you mind your own fucking business? Get on with your exercise. Focus on your technique, your form. And let everyone else do what they're wanting. Exactly. There's a woman who goes to the body attack class at one of our local centres. And she's got to be like in her 70s. And she did an interview for the local magazine. And she said, you know, I had really bad osteoporosis from having chemo. And Mm. doing body attack has actually increased my bone density. And I go because, you know, it really helps recover from chemo. And it's like, wow. Like nobody would have ever thought that if they'd just seen you in the class, but there's such a specific reason behind it of why you're there. Yeah. And I have to say, like, exercise for me has become like my therapy. Um I use exercise well when I'm having when when I was in my last job and I was just so feeling so flipping overwhelmed with life and my work and I was exhausted and I just felt like every area of my life I couldn't catch a break it was for me I used to actually buzz arriving in the gym putting my phone in a locker no one could contact me no one could chase me on emails yeah couldn't get any whatsapps from people I didn't want to hear from no one could check on me I was just, and then I go into one of the exercise studios, spinning class, boxing, CrossFit, whatever it was that night. And I'd, I'd be uncontactable in the zone thinking about whatever I wanted. And it was therapy for me. I wasn't even there to, okay, yeah, you know, you're there for your for your fitness and aesthetics or whatever. But for me, it was so much more than, than exercise. Definitely. And I messaged you about the podcast and I said, oh, it's really helped me because I've been having a bit of a tough time recently, like in my personal Mm. life and relationships and things like that. And Mm. to just like go out for a run or to pick up some weights or to do a body combat class or something like that just takes your mind off of it completely. And it's like, I've got an hour where I don't have to think about that. All I've got to focus on is the job in hand. And let's be honest, it's hardly the worst displacement. I mean, I, I've openly talked about the fact that I definitely took it too far at one point in my life. I was obsessed. I used to, I threw my scales away about three years ago. I only bought them at the end of lockdown because I was like, hmm, I cannot put on any of my old jeans. I really need to just find out how much I weigh. But, um, well, I say the end of lockdown, lockdown one. Uh, but I had to throw my scales away because I was becoming obsessed. I would weigh myself two three times a day at one point yeah I was like you know I would I would sit on a train um after a full day of work training then commuting for two hours starving hungry and then get home and be like oh well it's it's late now so I might as well just wait until the morning because when I go to sleep I'll stop being hungry I definitely started developing a bad relationship with it all but you know I was 
I was definitely extremely unhappy at that time. And I was kind of, it, it was a control thing. It was like, uh, um, everything else in my life I hate. So I'm going to control this one thing. Oh my God, I completely. And I don't want to like specifically put it just towards women, but I think a lot of girls when they first get into fitness, especially mm. if they are going through something in their personal life, they have the same. And mm. I, I did it. I've allowed myself a tin of tuna and apple and unlimited black coffee every day. And then I was oh. like smashing out three classes a day. And you do become, unless you give yourself a reality check, you can get really obsessed with it. And like you, I, one day I just picked up my scales and accidentally dropped them and they were made of glass mm. and smashed to pieces. And I thought, if that's not a sign that this is going yeah. too far yeah yeah and I can honestly say um oh sorry the other point that I wanted to make before I say this it's it's dangerous because you lose weight and you get leaner and leaner and leaner and then you put a picture up and you're on holiday and you're in your bikini and everyone's like oh my god you look amazing and then you get then you know it's like reinforcement yeah. of this negative behavior in your life and like I can't explain it you I don't remember so you have a specific moment that you remember but I I don't remember a point that I just thought enough is enough I think I was forced to deal with some of the things in my life that were making me extremely unhappy which made me have a more balanced relaxed approach I didn't feel the need to control that area of my life anymore because I was getting on top of the thing that was making me unhappy yeah um and that this is what drives me mad you know like so for example Vicky Pattinson do you follow her I do yes so she's great now she's like you know me then I was really skinny I was really unhappy I was doing drugs this and the other I don't know if she's ever said she was doing drugs but I don't think it's any secret that they all party um but at the time when she was skinny and she well you know a size eight six to eight she made a shitload of money off of really impressionable young girls selling all of her body products yeah and it's like when you see people doing oh the one that really got me was the skinny jab that drove me up the wall because I thought how dare you try and market this to um, like impressionable young girls who follow you yeah and you're calling this healthy like you really think this is a way to promote healthy living I know I I get people um sending me message requests to to join their like skinny tea clubs and stuff (laughs) and I'm like have you even looked at my Instagram do you even think that that would be something that I am remotely you know an advocate of someone drinking tea and thinking it will make them skinny and I'm not trying to be James Smith here like but you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that like drinking tea is not going to help with 90% of your diet issues that you probably need to address first. No and essentially it's just like when you're uneducated about it not to sound horrible but like it's just a laxative it's just going to give you the shits and then you're going to be dehydrated and you'll think oh yeah I look really good today but that's because you're dehydrated and as soon as the water weight comes back on you're going to feel like crap again like it's a hundred percent true and you know you said at the beginning that you were going on holiday and you basically had a target you were going on holiday you wanted to look a certain way for your holiday I think a lot of people fall into this trap where they think that exercise or nutrition is about a goal. Yeah, definitely. And the minute that I stopped, I would give myself goals. I want to be this weight. I want to be this body fat percentage. I want to be able to pick up this weight. I've even done it with my running in lockdown. Why? Why am I suddenly obsessing about getting a good time? I've never wanted to be a runner. No. What am I doing? Like, I, I did the same thing with that 10K. I was like, I must run 8K in 40 minutes. Why must you? Who's telling yeah. you you have to? I know, it's mental. And because people that are um, prone to like the fitness life, they tend to be goal-driven, competitive. It's natural, right? And that's great. But for me, it's great to have goals. It's great to achieve them. It's great to exceed them. But for me, the minute that I stopped making everything a goal, 
like stopped tracking my calories, stopped weighing myself, stopped obsessing about, or was I increasing my weight every six months at Body Pump? Like the balance and the peace that I've found with the whole thing has brought back the enjoyment for me. I think I actually sucked the fun out of it. Yeah. And if sometimes you will just have an off day because you're having an off day, like it might be your time of the month. It might be that you didn't get enough sleep. It might be that you had a heavy night like three days ago and your body's still recovering. If you have an off day and you need to put your weights down or you need to give yourself a break and then you make yourself feel bad about it, what is that achieving you're just going to make yourself feel bad when you feel pretty crappy anyway what's the point like give yourself a day off sit on the sofa watch a film have a break and come back tomorrow and try again do you know what the biggest lesson for me I had a hernia uh, on my stomach I think I got it from a crossfit box actually don't know what this PT yeah I don't know what this PT was up to but he basically decided the way to train me how to do pull-ups was not just to start me small and then build me up he immediately started me off like he was tying chains around me oh my god yeah pathetic just showing off like it's so easy to show off as a PT and just makes kill someone brilliant all it did was put me off still can't do a pull-up don't want to but um I'm sure I got my hernia from that and then I had to have an operation to sort it and it was right in the middle of my I'm obsessed with my exercise and diet time of my life and it sent me into despair And then I obviously, being the twat that I am, started exercising too soon. And Which naturally you do when you're in that mind frame. You're like, well, I must go back to the gym. There is no option. Yeah, Yeah, because even though my stomach's been cut open, I can't possibly put on half a stone. Um, It's definitely more important that I get back to group exercise than let my body heal from an operation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then it, it reopened from the inside out. And it got really badly infected. And I've still got a big lump on my stomach from it. Biggest lesson ever. Ever since then, I've never rushed back. But I used to do that all the time. Rush back with an injury. And it's like when a lot of women have children or they're like pregnant and they're about to have a baby and they're like, I can't wait to come back to class. It's like, you're just about to have a baby. Like spend Mm. your time with your new child and like let your body recover. You're going for a lot. It's a big old thing. Don't rush back. Give yourself a break. I know. And I do think that so much of this stems from all this pressure that we're under to, I I think now more than ever, I know being skinny was a thing when Kate Moss was in her prime modeling days and all that. But now more than ever, I can't remember the last time I opened Instagram and just saw a normal person. No, just literally like someone you would see walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, even even like because because your neighbour is probably an influencer. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone just looks so perfect, and it's for boys as much as it is for girls. And I'm not saying that um, people shouldn't worry about their health and how you know their fitness and everything but I do think that if we didn't have this relentless lifestyle that we're all used to now it wouldn't be as bad as it was now and I don't think we'd see so many of these diet products and eating disorders and awful diet culture people obsessing about and I mean even I hate to say it I love James Smith he talks about calorie deficit like it's the only fucking thing yeah that exercise is about and I'm like why who what why are you assuming that everyone who's training wants to be lean yeah do you know so much of it is like like I said on the Instagram live the other week 90% of it is mental for me anyway it's it's not really about the aesthetic. It's so much about like, how does it make me feel? Do I feel strong? Do I feel powerful? Do I feel confident? And do I feel good in myself? It's not about whether I have like a rippling six pack and my obliques are like sticking out my sides. I couldn't really care less. Yeah, it's about being able to carry my own fucking suitcase up the stairs. Exactly. And like, nobody's going to help me when I go to the tip. If some man comes over and goes, oh, do you want a hand with that, love? No, I can carry it myself. 
yeah, I don't need no I one's help. I know. And, you know, I my ex used to give me a lot of stick for this. He'd be like, oh, I don't need no man. And I'm like, it's not about not needing a man. It's yes. just about the fact that I have two legs, two arms. I'm fit. I'm healthy. There's absolutely no reason that I shouldn't be able to do this. It's yes. not me rejecting you or, you know, um, offending your manhood in any way. It's, it's not me just... being a feminist. It's just me wanting to do it for myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with, you know, the whole health and exercise being so important to and a huge part of our lives. But obviously this year, this has been massively taken away from us. And for me, literally, I've said this in a, in a podcast that I haven't even published yet, Um at the beginning I was I didn't even care about the social stuff the pubs closing cinemas whatever didn't care not being able to go on holiday fine I can deal with that the gyms I was like freaking out because like I said it was my therapy and everything and the way that I keep healthy and when we're about to tackle a health crisis it kind of felt like the most mental time for us to not be able to keep on top of our fitness. Like, I think the gyms have had such a bad rap with, with all of this. I honestly don't know how you've how you've survived. It's been, like you say, when they first announced the whole lockdown and thing, I was like, well, they're definitely going to keep the gyms open because they made this whole big deal about how obesity was like one of the massive factors of covid and how we needed to keep fit and healthy and then mm. it came into this winter lockdown and i was like well they must keep the gyms open because people don't want to exercise outside it's too cold it's too wet and then they were like nope it's all closing i thought what oh. on earth am i gonna do like i know i, need I know the gym. <laughs> i know and not not to mention like what about keeping everyone's health and yeah. fitness and like I I bumped into I went for a walk at lunchtime today and I bumped into one of the PTs from Cobox which is a gym that I use in on Kings Road uh, like a boxing gym oh I want and... to go to Cobox so bad I've seen it on oh. your Instagram I'm like I've got to go oh my god right when this is all over you're coming to visit and we're going before we go out oh my god <laughs> yes you'll love it it's basically a night out I'm I'm ready I've got my bag packed my gym gear's on perfect oh I mean right we need to talk at the end about how the gym kit is just out of control I haven't even got enough storage (laughs) for it um but yeah I mean I bumped into him on the walk and I was just like you know how are you how is it all going and he was like to be honest mate I've got two clients and I'm just having to treat treat them like kings because quite rightly people are just not really spending money they're nervous the last thing they're doing and you know the pts in london charge well some of them charge triple figures per hour and you know who can who can do that when people are losing their jobs and you know we're in an economic crisis um and they have they can't even do it in a fancy studio they've just got to do it in a park yeah and there's not the equipment available that they would usually be using and no you're paying for the experience a lot of the time is the experience of going to the gym and getting treated one-to-one like it's not the same when you're working in a park in the cold and the rain and you think what am I paying that money for I know and I just felt so bad it's like not that I think it's you know I don't feel like oh you know charity but I just can't believe that and and I've got so many friends that work in the fitness industry who've just been absolutely savaged by all this. And I don't think some gyms are going to be able to return from this. They basically had a year of memberships being frozen. Yeah, I mean, I saw something about Pure Gym had lost like billions of pounds through this whole thing. And I just thought, oh, my God, how for such a I know they're a huge company, but I thought, how can anyone survive this? when you're losing that kind of money and I knew even our centres are just like local leisure centres and things like that the amount of memberships that people have given up just saying I can't come back and I just think we're losing regulars and I think that's so sad 
It really is. And, you know, yeah, I've been able to, you know, first lockdown, I put on a stone, which horrified me because I haven't actually put on weight at all since I started my fitness journey like 13 years ago. A few pounds I could have dealt with fine. I mean, whatever. I probably put that on over a boozy weekend. But a stone did shock me a bit. But then I thought, fucking, of course I've yeah. put on a stone. I've gone from leaving the house at 6, 6.30 in the morning, dashing around, commuting around London, training after work, you know, busy, 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 five, six hours a night sleep, to waking up in my waking up in the morning, bopping around the front room and then sitting at my desk all day. Yeah. It's not the same. You can't compare it. And people that say all well, steps don't count or whatever, yes, they do. Oh, completely. And like, I think people have massively underestimated walking and how good it can be for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that has, you know, come as a benefit to lockdown is the amount of walking people do now. Definitely. Like, you've got people out there who would never have left their front rooms and would have just sat on their sofa all day, every day if they could. And now they're actually making the effort to go out for a walk because they got told you can have an hour's exercise a day. Well, they're taking it. They're going. Yeah. And actually it shows you, right, in this time of a of a worldwide pandemic, when really the way to have gotten on top of this would have been to lock us all up, right? <laughs> Even the government acknowledged that leaving your house for one hour or however long a day, once a day to exercise was good for you. It was good yeah. for your mind. It was good for your soul. And it was good for your body. It was that important that they allowed it in a national pandemic. Yeah. That, that just says something. It does. But then, you know, they could have helped you out and kept all the gyms open. I honestly think that the gym was the uh, cleanest place I was going because they were so paranoid about being closed. Oh, God, I, this, I know the amount of stuff work that the staff were putting in at our place was ridiculous. You know, we had the, the 25 minutes between every class to make sure every piece of equipment was sprayed down everybody mm. was sort of like one in one out limited spaces mm. they worked so hard and it's just such a shame that this yeah. had to happen I feel like we might be seeing the uh the light at the end of the tunnel it might be coming but yeah maybe not so. for a couple of months but I really do too just for the people that need the flipping work it's just yeah. been savage um I need to confess something go I have a problem and it's trainers <gasps> oh don't get me started <laughs> mate it's out of control I'm literally buying a new pair of trainers every pretty much every month because I'm like oh these are only 60 quid in the sale oh yeah and I've actually thrown away trainers just to make room for the boxes of new trainers <laughs> see I've got the problem where I just put the old ones in the cupboard and pretend they don't exist and then I'm like, oh, God, the shelves are looking very empty. I better buy myself some new trainers. Do I need them? No. Do I even like them that much? Probably not. But you know what? <laughs> they didn't cost that much. And they're like 30 quid. So why yeah. not? And it's also right. So I've always had a thing. I will spend money on trainers. I'll spend up to 150 quid on a pair of trainers because I wear them more than I wear any other shoe in, yeah. my, in my wardrobe. I wear heels probably... <laughs> six to ten times a year at a push um and i would spend 150 quid on a pair of heels no problem so why wouldn't i spend money on the thing that is between my foot and the ground when i'm pounding it on the pavement definitely i think trainers are an investment 100 percent. yeah and let's be honest they look really good sometimes (laughs) i reckon you could if you've got a good looking pair of trainers you could wear them for a night out instead of your heels and you get away with it because they're just so beautiful Oh, especially in especially in London, no one wears it. Can you mincing around the tube in your heels all night? Don't think so, love. It's trainers. Get yourself a nice set of Under Armours, nice set of New Balance, or even some Nikes. Or, oh, I love them. Love them. I so know. Much. I've become an Under Armour whore. Yeah. The past two years, I literally am obsessed with Under Armour. I think it's so flattering, so cheap. It's like so tight and rigid. And I'm sorry, if you're a girl, you need you need gym gear that is going to suck, yeah. hold and pert you. Yeah, if you can get a pair of leggings that will scoop your bum, lift yeah. it up, 
and yeah. press it in all the right places you're on to a winner and keep keep your boobs down when you're doing high knees or whatever yeah keep your boobs down keep you sucked in around the waist so you're not thinking <laughs> of like consciously oh, i must breathe in must breathe in like no oh, no just let oh. the leggings do the work for you also right this is the thing guys if there are any men listening to this podcast if we haven't bored you to tears yet <laughs> please understand that for a woman to have low to medium body fat percentage it's quite difficult for them to have large breasts yeah sorry the amount of boobs that have been lost to fitness is a real thing i i must admit i never really had them in the first place but they've no. certainly gone a lot since i started doing fitness <laughs> I'm literally like to be honest I mean I don't want to go into, I know my dad listens to this every week so I don't <laughs> I don't want to embarrass him too much but I mean I've got about four bras because I just don't need them no but then that's what sports bras are for like yeah. they pull you in anyway I know it's even and... better if there's nothing there about <laughs> and um, also, active. There, a few years ago, there was this video that was going around Facebook, maybe not a few years ago, about eight years ago, people taking the piss out of people who wear activewear every day, even oh if they're God, not my exercising. My friends sing the activewear songs to me. They're like, activewear, activewear, run around town in my activewear. Right. If jean desi- designers could create jeans as good and as flattering as a pair of Under Armour leggings, I'd wear them. Yeah. As, and as comfortable like yeah there's nothing more comfortable than a bit of lycra and I'm sorry I love a bit of 80s get me a pair of leggings and a retro jumper and a pair of trainers I'm happy as, as a pig in shit yeah <laughs> completely like it feels like if I'm putting my jeans on now it feels like I'm getting dressed up to go out somewhere but if I've got my active wear on it doesn't mean I'm doing active things it just means that I'm living my life quite honestly with covid as well covid dating is walking right yeah if if i'm going on a covid date um i literally have a shower do my hair do my makeup put on some nice gym clothes and my coat jobs are good and yeah and there is there's like the nice active wear like the presentable active wear and then there's like yeah. the old active wear that's been sat there for a little while i wear it yeah. if i'm doing a home workout and i haven't done my washing for a little while yeah i have some leggings that are on rotate that are like my stay-at-home work leggings and then I've got ones that I'll wear out of the house then I've got ones that I'm saving for the actual <laughs> gym I mean it's got out of control I I dread to think how much money I've spent on gym kit over the years yeah and like my friends have been like oh I've been buying outfits for when we come out of lockdown so we can go out and like to go to the pub and to go to the bar and I'm like I've just been buying activewear to go back to the gym <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to I go know. and show off my new Reeboks. I'm so excited. I literally, like this morning, I was getting ready to do a workout and I'm like, oh no, I'm saving that. Yeah. Saving it. <laughs> saving I, mean, it I know it's a 26 quid, blah, 26 quid sports bra. Just wear it, Ellie. Buy another one. Yeah. I <laughs> know. Oh, I'm also a bit of a, um, I'll, I'll, I like a neon sports bra. Looks great with the tan. Oh, see, I'm like, I'm very boring and basic. I'm a real basic bitch. I'm like black, white, grey, maybe a little bit of blue if I'm feeling very daring. Basic bitch. I'm such a basic bitch. <laughs> I am i can't wear colours on my legs. No, 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 no. Or patterns. No. If you can wear patterned leggings, you have the legs and arse of a goddess. Yeah, I've or got a God, pair of patterned ones, but they're like my doing the cleaning at home leggings. <laughs> I actually need to buy a pair of running shorts because last summer I almost had a heat stroke um, when I was running in the heat um, during lockdown and it's already getting a bit balmy out there and I'm like oh I need some running shorts but the thought of my legs flapping around while I'm hitting the pavement I just don't want to do it and then like you get the ones that are too loose and they start riding up your bum while you're running or you get the really tight ones and you're like you can see and feel everything with every movement my flatmate was like why don't you get cycling shorts and I'm like no no unless just no (laughs) and he was like yeah and I was like mate I'm sorry he he said oh you wear leggings and I was like 
well yeah but they stop at my ankle which is bone not halfway down my thigh which is fat yeah and it feels completely different like I know leggings are skin tight and I know you can see everything in them anyway but it just feels different to wearing a pair of shorts it really does Oh, man. Well, look, maybe we'll be back soon. But I feel like actually we could talk so much more about so much to do with health and fitness and body image. We have barely even touched on body image or diet culture. But, um, you know, we have to keep the uh, the appetite of our listeners. And if we rabbit on too much longer, it's been so lovely having you on. Um is there anything else that is really on your mind before we say goodbye to our lovely listeners? I would just like to say, because I know people have been doing it a lot during lockdown, stop putting so much pressure on yourself to look a certain way or to think you have to hit a certain weight or anything like that. Like we're going through a fucking pandemic. Like mm. give yourself a break. Just get yourself moving to make yourself feel good. Don't do it to lose 10 pounds or anything like that just do it to feel better yeah the rest can come the goals can come later just yeah. keep just maintain and just just like get through the days yeah your mental health is just as important like keep yourself sane and that's it just don't worry about your bikini body just yet because it don't look like we're going anywhere anyway <laughs> <laughs> well said hon this is exactly why i brought you on because i just love everything that you preach so thank yeah, you for having me thoroughly nice. enjoyed myself oh good well look um thanks again for coming on and thanks everyone for listening if you'd like to leave us a review or star rating on apple podcast then just search for the life unpinned i don't even know the name <laughs> right unpinned podcast um but otherwise i will be with you all really soon bye bye